Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Episode 15 of the Bear Claw starting now. Q, what's going on, my boy? Hey, fella. I'm good, man. 96 degrees today here in Atlanta, man. Hi, Atlanta. Summertime, I'm loving it. I don't want no part for no 90s. I think we hit 90 today. Oof. It's a, it's, it's a heat wave all over the country, ain't it? Uh, I know half, some of the country on, on the East Coast getting a lot of rain. And the other parts are getting destroyed with uh, a heat wave and a drought. I'm girl summer. I'm girl summer. Shout out to Kiki Palmer. <laughs> Kiki Palmer. Yeah. You know, stay away from stay away from those ushers. Um, those 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 real life villains. Speaking of, speaking of villains, hashtag beat Green Bay. We're only 61 days away from when we start the season one and oh. And with that, that's only two weeks away from when we get when we uh report to camp. Okay, we got a lot of young players, bro. Um, so let's let's kick it off like this. What players on offense are we looking at to turn that corner and have that breakout season and announce themselves to the league and to the world that, you know, all right, I've arrived? Well, I think the, the obvious one would be um, Justin Fields, but I think he already has a certain amount of expectations. So I'm going to go with uh, Khalil Herbert, a guy who – I think he led the league in yards per carry among qualified uh, ball carriers. And a guy that was around the top 10 in big play, uh, big plays. I think he had nine or eight uh, rushes over 20 yards. And from OTAs and many times, he looks like he got the first shot at the uh, at first string. So if he's going to get that starters role, that's the guy who could break out. Most definitely, most definitely. I think Herbert. I, I think that's that's based on what we saw in bunches from him last year. I think yeah, a breakout, a breakout season is right up his alley. Because um, we, I mean, we all expect this offense to take a leap, and with their penchant to run the ball and run the ball successfully, I think it it, it has to be a logical decision for him to be that that one guy to break you know, to have a, 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 a better season. Now, as far as breakout, do are you saying, or are you predicting rather, that 
Khalil Herbert can have something close to a Pro Bowl type season? Um, you look at the NFC East landscape for running backs. Um, a healthy C-Mac will probably get there. There's no reason to not think he won't get there. But you got Alvin Kamara facing a possible suspension coming off the down year. You got Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott, NFC uh, staples at, at Pro Bowl, uh, both without a team right now. You have Tony Pollard, who earned his first Pro Bowl last year, coming off a, a broken ankle. He's still not cleared for physical activities. So there's there's definitely a niche in there uh, for a new Pro Bowl uh, running back. Miles Sanders is on a new team. So, yeah, I think I think he could culminate in a Pro Bowl year for Herbert. Now, nah, that would be crazy, bro. So if Herbert goes around and messes around and gets a uh, gets a Pro Bowl nod, what else are we – who else is on that offense? That means a lot of things have went well on that offense. Or, I mean, I would assume. I would assume if he gets a Pro Bowl, an outright Pro Bowl nod, just based on all the, you know, the up in the air things that you just alluded to in the NFC, I would think some things look, went well for us on offense. Um, who else? That, that that leads me to think that somebody else had a breakout season on offense uh, outside of Justin Fields. Who else are you looking at? I think we can look at um. This is an exciting thing with Braxton Jones. Uh, mm. Going into his first year, we saw he had great footwork to mirror in edge rushes. The one thing he struggled with was uh, getting bull rushed. And as a young kid, what is it, Braxton? Twenty-two. You know that first year in the NFL, that first off season is critical to getting in the weight room and building muscle. So if he corrected that. And strengthens it, strengthened his core and added, you know, more strength to his base. That could be another guy who um, breaks out and, and gets maybe a Pro Bowl or close to a Pro Bowl uh, nod. Right. Yeah, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Yeah. I can definitely, I definitely see that this is possible for both of those players, um, Braxton and Khalil. I'm with it. Let's do it. Bear down. Um, let's flip it. Let, let's go to the other side of the ball. What about defense? Defense was a, well, I mean, we was a three-win team last year, so I want to put it all on defense. I mean, we was bad all over. But defense was a very, very, very weak um, uh, weak group in 2022. Do, you, do we even have any players on that team that's going to break out? Um, one guy, I'd say – could break out is Tyler Gordon. He's the guy who struggled early on last year, going from an outside corner spot to a nickel spot. And what we've heard around the NFL circles is that the nickel spot is a very intricate spot. It's a difficult spot to learn for young players. You know, it, it involves a lot of uh, man coverage, and you're in a small window. You're in the inside of the field. You're dealing with quick shifty receivers. You got a lot of other assignments, you know, they, they might blitz, they might have a lot of rundown responsibility, a lot of responsibilities in the, in the run game. Um, but over the last eight games, I know defense is not performed well, but Kyler Gordon graded out very well, according to a lot of um, websites and analytics. You know, Kyler graded out very well. He even made a couple plays. Uh, I don't know if it's a Patriots game where he got an interception, but 
Kings weren't really picking on his side or on him in, in, in a slot towards the end of the season. He went against some pretty good receivers, so I think Kyler's a guy that could that could break out going into year two. Oh, yeah, I expect that from Kyler. I definitely expect that from Kyler. He had, out of all the players that got the most snaps on the defensive side of the ball last season, I was more impressed with him uh, more than more than anybody else as a, as a young player. As, let me put, let me you know point that out. As all the young players that we that we got, I was mostly impressed with. Him. Like, okay, that could be a player that can be a a foundational piece, um, more so than anybody else that we had. Um, cool. I do think. I mean, I just want to point this out, Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds. This conversation isn't for him. We know who he is. He's he's a dog. He's a beast. We if he has a break, if he has a breakout season with us, we're talking defensive player of the year type stuff. That's how good he is. Well, that is a that is a possibility. You look at that. He's played. I know this sounds strange, but he could also be a breakout player. I mean, he's a he's a incredible athlete. You know, almost Erlocker measurable measurables in terms of height, uh, weight, and speed. And he's played good football. But you got to feel he's – I think he's one of the – he was one of the youngest players in that draft class in 2018. I believe he's still only 24. Mm-hmm. So even though he's been a very good player in this league, there could be another level that he unlocks in this Tampa 2 defense, and he could become uh, an all-pro, first-team all-pro or in the defensive MVP conversation. So, I, yeah, I, I think that could be another breakout player. It's crazy that sounds that he's already a good player. He could break out to another level, so he could definitely be a breakout player. We gonna need it, uh, as we've said time and time again. This team is not very deep in pass pressure, so if we're gonna do anything on the defense side of the ball, it's going to be led by Mister Edmonds. If he, if and if he can do it, <laughs> bear down, man, <laughs> bear down. I take it. It's been a long time since we had that type of player on that side of the ball. It, it, would, ha- it would have to go back to who you who you said, um, Brian Erlacher. Not not to dismiss Rokon Rokon Smith. Rokon Let's not forget about 2018. Yeah, Rokon not, not to dismiss Rokon, but for for what we need, I'm saying he would have to play at an Erlacher type level. Which is a little higher than what Rokon. Rokon was a dog. He was amazing. Him with uh, matched up with uh, Khalil, um, Khalil Mack. That was a, that was a great tandem. But if but if we gonna make a stride on defense, Edmonds is gonna have to get to an Erlacher level, and I'm here for it, man. I'm I feel like there's it. another level he could un- he could unlock. So we'll see. Yeah. And and it's important to note that Ibrahimovic did coach. Uh, I believe he's going by Shaquille now, Shaquille Leonard. So it's interesting. I've heard he's very good with linebackers. So, oh yeah, that's why they. That's one of the reasons why they they wanted him because you know they you know we wanted that type of uh, uh, that type of presence. You wanted we wanted to build the team from through that through that unit outward. If I'm not mistaken, correctly. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, that's that's how that's how they wanted to. Uh, that's the type of uh, 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 tutelage they wanted to have coming from the defensive side of the ball. But yeah, Iberflus, 
you know, he's he's got he's got the uh, he's got the pedigree. Shaquille Leonard, that's a defensive player, defensive player of the year type player. You know, he, he has a nose for the ball. He knows how he he could he'll put his helmet in the in the chest plate of somebody and drive him to the ground. Now, why can't we just trade for him? Bring <laughs> 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 him over. <laughs> Instead of trading for some of the other players that we brought, uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, so this type of talk about breakout seasons and you know who who can turn who can turn that corner and become uh, a Madden All Star, if you will, it naturally invites conversation about overhype. Um, is there? How many players on this team do you think are due for some type of hype recalibration? Like, who out there is getting overrated by the media and Bear Nation? Like, who? Let me let me ask this question a different way. Who name the player who is unjustly getting praise? Well. The good thing about being a three-win team is <laughs> there isn't a lot of praise to pass around. But um, even though I say this guy played a little bit better last year, I still feel like Eddie Jackson is living off 2017 and 2018 and maybe a little bit of 2019. And it's 2023. You know, he's been an unquestioned starter in Chicago for six years. And about two and a half, three years of it has not been really good football. So I think Eddie Jackson is really living off that name and not necessarily the, the, the production as of late. I, I, I will admit that last year before he got hurt, he was playing better football, but there's still way too many missed tackles for a guy that when he signed the contract, I believe he was the second or third highest paid safety in the league. We have not gotten second or third highest paid safety in the league value. Not at all. Not close. That ROI is not hidden. Uh, I, I definitely – Eddie Jackson is number one on my list. Number one on my list uh, as players have over overrated. And you know this because we've had this conversation for years. I'm I an Eddie Jackson fan. I am an Eddie Jackson fan, but it's not been good football the last two years. It, it, it's been – in fact, I take it back to that playoff. That not not the one, not the year that we lost to uh, the, the commies. The Saints, the Saints playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, that year, not that year. Starting that year. Since then, I believe he's been incredibly overrated by Bear Nation, and he's been incredibly under underperforming from for a his his pay grade and b his talent. All the missed tackles. That's one of the things that, you know, I want to pull my hair out for. I hate missed tackles. And him being at the back line of defense, it was just too much. It was way too many, you know, trying to make a splash play, misreading balls, balls, and 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 not wrapping up on not wrapping up on, on ball carriers. Pause again. But it it the amount of times you've seen it over the last Four seasons is way too much, and as and, and to be fair, to be fair, you're right. He was playing real well last season before he got hurt. He was playing back to back to his best type best type of playing playing ability. Um, 
but he needs to bring that he needs to bring that more this season because it's it's put up a shut up time i was actually and, you know and we've had these talks off screen i was trying to get his replacement the the kid out of cincinnati that's who i was like hey, come come get eddie jackson's job please um, he 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 definitely has been fortunate i think by the lack of viable talent in the secondary on the roster because in some of the organizations those missed tackles and those bad reads on pads and not making plays in general would have got you benched think of the bears had a viable uh, uh options he definitely would have been replaced but who are you going to replace him with on this roster yeah <laughs> again three win team <laughs> Oh man, what about on the offensive side? Who's who's a little overrated? Oh, again, when you got a three-win team, it's hard to find anybody getting lots of praise. But I'm gonna go with a guy on the offensive line who was a Pro Bowl alternate a few years ago, and last year he he was part of the problem with the protection. Cody Whitehair. He's there's been games he's been an absolute turnstile. The 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 quickness on the interior, getting getting beat, letting defensive line across his face. It's been it, it it's been a lot. Um he's definitely a guy who another guy that's kind of living off the early Maggie glory years that he has not played good football last year and probably for the better part of two years. Uh, I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't think Cody Whitehair was getting a lot of a lot of juice in the media or from you know fans that I talk to with you know publications that I read. Um, he was just you know another guy, but I definitely don't think he's he's been so uh, super. He's, he's been he's been about average, if not below average. So. I can agree. I can agree. Yeah, he's a little, he's a little overrated because he's. I mean, just just from the basis that he's still here. Uh, there's a lot of players that's you know, any other team, any other franchise that have been gone a long time ago. Just based on yeah. the production they've given. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, so we got Cody White here. We've got we've got uh, uh, Eddie Jackson. And I'm going to throw this out there, too. It's a make-or-break season for two players on offense. Justin Fields and Chase Claypool. Not because their, their talent isn't, isn't known. I mean, everybody knows that they can, they can ball. I mean, Justin, Justin Fields, is, he's, he's getting MVP odds. But based on, you know, some of the criticisms he has out there about, you know, his – inability to you know to beat you from the pocket his inability to make some certain reads uh his over reliance on his athletic ability uh below below the waist balls uh <laughs> i think i and and you you take all that and you understand where where he is with his contract he's going into his third year so after this year the bears can either you know, sign him up for that option year or, or, or you know, or pass on that. So this is a very important year. They have to understand 
they have to know that, hey, is this kid the franchise that we all think he is? We all hope he is. We, we got all of our fingers crossed that we finally got a quarterback. So, yeah, he, he has to show and prove. He has to show and prove in every facet. There could be no questions left about Justin. I definitely agree with that last line. No questions left about Justin because we've been burned in the past at the quarterback position, lingering on, is this the guy? Um, we got to know, Justin has to leave no doubts that this is the guy. And if there's still doubts, the Bears got two first-round picks and they need to move on. Um, how many years did we give Mitch Trubisky? He was drafted in 2003. He didn't leave here until after the 2007 season, in which case we went into a Super Bowl and with a guy that was not ready to play in that game. That was by far the weak leak on our offense. Yes, Rex, uh, Rex Grossman. Then uh, we had Jay Cutler for seven years. No, uh, only the problem. I think we had two contracts in 2015. We had two contracts with Jay. We traded for him in 2008. 2009. Okay, we traded for yeah. him in 2009. Uh, yeah, I think, 17, I think 17 was about the time we kicked him to the curb. Yeah. So he, that guy had an incredible year. No, no, no. 17 was Mitch's first year. And that was the year of, um, that was the year of, uh, Mike Glennon, uh, a long line of their quarterback acquisitions who declared themselves starters. Uh, Glennon started that. He, he declared himself the starter that year. I think he was, I think he started for the first three games. Um, yeah, we, we stuck with that guy too long. We stuck with Mitch too long. You know, Mitch had four years here when maybe after 2019, he should have been gone. So I, I think we, we have to be decisive with the quarterback position. We can't continue to wait um, while another class of good quarterbacks becomes available and we're still developing this guy. You know, this will be Justin's third year as a starter. No, what is, I'm sorry, his second year as a starter. Because he didn't start his well, he started half his rookie year, right? He started a few games, yeah. Okay, so I, I mean, I think with the improved offensive support, you should you should see what type of player he is this year. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Justin is definitely he's under a lot of pressure. And and you hit it you hit it right on the head. We got two first round picks next next season, uh, next next spring. We have no compunction about you know dragging this out if he ain't it you better make that move bro they, they got gotta be three quarterbacks out there that's coming coming in to coming into this draft this next draft 2024 that is ready and if we go and if we're gonna drag our feet through this season do another five win type of campaign hey i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it go get the quarterback go get another quarterback no 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 discussion i don't want to hear it go get another quarterback um, the other name I named, Chase Claypool. I don't think we need to talk too much I, about I it. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Chase Claypool. Now, this may, this may seem like a make or break year for him, but I've, I've, I've heard he's been pretty relaxed, um, enjoying the offseason, modeling, spending time with his girlfriend. So maybe maybe we're not of the correct assumption as a make or break year for him. Maybe he knows something we don't know. Maybe Chase is going to release his inner Randy Moss this year. 
he better. <laughs> what, what, what year? What year? What year of Randy Moss keeps Chase keeps Chase Chase Claypool here in Chicago? Does he have to what be year? Maybe ninety eight Randy Moss? Oh one. It can't Moss? be the Oakland Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I know it can't be the Forty Nineers Titans Randy Moss. He's already unlocked that level of Randy Moss. Okay. He, he, he's not, he's, he's not the 49ers, Randy Moss. He's he, a tall he, decoy. He's done that. He's achieved that milestone, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, Chase has to – it has to start start good and it has to end good because this is the contract year for Chase. And um, not only do we have two first-round picks, we have – I believe we got the Panthers third or – Third round pick this year? I think it's third. So the Bears got additional picks, and um, from what I've heard, it's a nice crop of receivers coming in. I know Marvin Harrison Jr. is a high name, but there's some other there's – a, there's a nice class of receivers coming in. So, um, yeah, Chase definitely has to – yeah, he, he, he has to show up and show out. You got a bunch of receivers on the, on the team already, man. We can just cut Chase. <laughs> we ain't got to replace him. We can just keep it, keep it pushing. Uh, but you you know my opinions on uh, receivers and drafting. I'm like, if you if you get them at a at a at a reasonable position, great. But we don't have to like reach for any receivers. Receivers are made every day. It's all scheme. They're all everything. Everything's hyper in college ball. Every and they're bringing college ball to the pros. They're way more advanced than yes. twenty years ago. These guys have been in pro style offenses since junior, senior year of high school now. So. Mm-hmm. They, they're coming developed. Yeah, you can, you can, you can have a, you can get a Pro Bowl receiver in the third round. Oh yeah, every every year the past few years there's been a rookie receiver amongst the league leaders in catches or yards. So I'm pretty sure out of this class, I know who was the first receiver picked this year. Was it um? I think it was in the Jukba, JSN. Out of yeah, and, and I've heard nothing but good things about him. Um, in Canton with Seattle. I've also heard a lot of stuff, unfortunately, good stuff about um, the kid in Minnesota, Jordan. So um, there will probably be another two or three receivers who set the league on fire from this rookie class too. So, yeah, I, I feel like the Bears, they they, they can neither receive him. Um, I know that sounds strange because the Bears can never we I always remember Kevin White. And, but uh, <laughs> the Bears should be able to have a good one next year if um, Claypool doesn't pan out in leaves and if Mooney leaves because Mooney's heading into a free agent year as well. That's a lot of put up or shut up. <laughs> Lots of put up or shut up. Venus is on that list too. I know he's no, he's only in his second year, but dude's like 32. So he he's it's now never for Venus. Yeah. Yeah. Don't draft no more guys that's uh that can already, that can already rent cars. You you should not be able you should not be able to do a few things if if you're drafting uh, a player out of college. A, they should not be able to rent their own car at Avis. Uh B, they should not be able to I'll prefer that they're not drinking age, but you know, it comes it comes and goes. Once you get that first drink, this is it's that first time being in a bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah. Keep it like that. Keep it like that. Uh, Velas, 
My man, he, he's he's closer to retirement age than he is is rookie age. I don't. I don't can frequent the uh, grown and sexy spots around Chicago and fit right in. He can be at the dating game, <laughs> thirty and up places. <laughs> he's fitting right in. Got ID, bro? Right here. Yeah, he's in there. Now they don't even check his ID. They're like, "Oh, you you good? You good?" <laughs> Um, yeah, no, no more, no more receivers that are that are already around Devontae Adams' age. Please, unless they're Devontae Adams, but not coming out of Tennessee. We want him. He's got a he's got a bachelor's and he's he's got his master's degree. Now he's, he was working on his doctorate. Now we want to mature in their uh, in their emotion. We don't want to mature actually on their on their birth certificate. You know, we don't need yeah. that. That doesn't help no. us. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, we're two weeks away from camp starting. Um, what are some of the things that we need to have addressed in during during camp? You know, we got a month in camp. What are some things we got to break camp? Like, hey, all right, we're good there. That was a question mark going in. Now we need to we breaking camp. I'm glad. I feel a lot better about this particular unit or this particular uh part of our game uh <clears throat> i've got one we've we've hit on it already uh establishment the the established point with the receiving core and justin fields uh as we said J- Clay, chase claypool he's been in my mia for the last few mini camps um just dealing with some, you know, soft tissue injuries. Uh, Darnell Mooney hasn't done anything structured in off in the off season. So Justin Fields only really got a rapport so far with DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't take much for Mooney to, you know, ramp it back up, get the, you know, get the top level. Cause he's, you know, he's been, he's been around. He's, he's good. He's, he's done some, you know, sideline work with Justin, but you know, you and I both know, Game speed, game speed is a lot different, and I, I just want, I just want to, in the preseason, and in, in these joint practices, I want to come away. I want to see, and come away like, okay, Justin, and, Justin to Chase, I feel good about that in the red zone. Justin to Mooney, I feel good about that down the seams. Yeah, I want to feel, I want to feel like that's a good thing coming out of, uh, coming out of the camp. I'd agree. Um, they definitely. I, I, I'm encouraged by the by the rapport and the chemistry he has with DJ Moore, but it begs the question: Who's going to step up and be that second option? Because teams aren't just going to let you play pitch and catch to your to your favorite. You know, there has to be a second and third guy to step up when teams either want to uh, double team DJ Moore or scheme to take him away, uh, slide safety help to a side. So. There has to be a second guy established in, in the modern NFL. You really need three good receiving options, whether that be Cole Komet, whether that be Robert Tunyon at tight end, um, whether that be the rookie Tyler Scott or, you know, the enigmatic Vila Jones. They definitely need to establish some uh, rapport and chemistry with that receiving unit, though. I don't want to see Aquinas St. Brown back on the field, and there was already too much of him in, in, in many camps, way too much of him. Very much. Uh, what about on defense? Um, feel like a broken record, but 
the pass rush. Um, it's 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 the biggest concern. I feel I feel secure about the secondary. The linebacker corp is uh, linebacker corp is extremely strong with mm-hmm. Edmonds and Edwards, and you got uh, Sanborn and um, I've heard good things about the kid. Um, so so I feel good about the linebacker corp. It's it, it's it's definitely the pass rush, particularly the edge rushers, though. Heard a couple of good things about Dominique Robinson, but you know everybody looks good in, in training camp. He looked good in shorts last year. He's a athletic kid. I gotta see if he's established um, any pass rushing moves. It's not like he's gonna play a big part on this team, either starting or being heavily involved as a rotational guy. Sanborn gonna start again this year? I believe in the base package. Um, but you know how many teams run four three base anymore? So mm-hmm. uh, on paper, he he appears to be in line for that strong side linebacker position. I think he's been kind of. I think he's still dealing with an injury from last year, so I think Sewell's been in there. Um, but yeah, in theory, he's the third linebacker. But you know, seventy percent of nickel. NFL yeah. defense is nickel now, so you're going to see the nickel back really in their majority of time. But uh, like I said, a 4-3 base, whether we're in short yard situations or second and short, third and short, you uh, it looks like you'll see Sanborn as a third linebacker. Yeah. He yeah, he had a lot of good flashes last year. Uh, uh, so I, I'm not saying he's a, you know, he should be starting. I don't think he, you know, projects that far. But <clears throat> I would love to see him, you know, getting, getting a good amount of snaps. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's just something about him. Right? He brings the energy and like good things happen when he's out there. Um, we did start talking about defense. I did want to bring up another point about the offense. Something I do want to feel a little bit better about, you know, I want them to like hit on more in camp. And this goes right back to establish a connection with your receiving core, but the offense needs to be a ton more potent. Uh, you said earlier, Khalil Herbert, could have a breakout season. This, you know, that would go a long way to making this offense a ton more potent. I think they were the worst team in the league as far as uh, red zone red zone scoring. Uh, I might have to look that up, um, but I think I, I'm 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 pretty certain they were they were pretty bad. They were pretty bad. We just didn't. We scored. It was a long. It was either a long bomb play, or or a punt. The t- offense got to be a lot better, a lot better. And you know, again, three win team. You're going to be you're going to be garbage in a a very large amount of the game if you only can win three games. Um, and if we're going to turn this around, and we definitely need to, we started starting now. I, I want to see. That offense take a very large step forward in being extremely more potent, sustaining drives, getting it to the opposite opposite side of the field, and coming away with some points. Whether it's three or or seven, we we got to do that more more consistently. Yeah, it's just sustaining drives is is important. Um, not going three and out, putting the defense right back on the field. You know, playing the field position game. The offense definitely has to have more continuity. Um, definitely can't receive the opening kick at the 25 and, 
<laughs> and be punting three plays later. That, that, that's although the Bears were really good at opening drive scores. It's just the rest of the game, um, offense went stagnant. But yeah, we 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 definitely need that that chemistry continuity on offense if we're gonna if we're gonna get better. Also, yeah. Uh, also, to address the uh, the pass rush, if we the only way we're gonna get better at that is we start signing some more players. Some of those players are still out there, and from what it looks like, we're not gonna do that. So we're not doing we're, it. We're coming. We're going into the season being a substandard pass rush team. I don't, well, I don't know why that's their plan, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe they know something we don't, and maybe Dominique Robinson is ready to take that next step or Travis Gibson. So we'll see. Um, they're, they're pinning their hopes on a lot of green guys who um, – and I don't mind pinning my hopes on green, certain guys that are green, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, those type of guys, highly decorated collegiate athletes. But Dominique Robinson is a guy from a small school and a guy who didn't play much defensive end. So I think that's, that's, that's a very dangerous ideology. Um, I don't want to say they're punting on the edge rush position to next year, but that seems like it. Maybe the plan is to one of those uh, two, I guess, is a good edge rusher class next year. Maybe that's the plan to get one of those guys in the draft next year. I wouldn't be mad at that plan. Uh, I don't think this is a playoff team, you know. And if it is, it's a backdoor playoff team. So if the plan is to like, you know, wait it out to get some of those those blue chips coming out of the draft, hey, you know, my bad, <laughs> my my busy. We uh, you got to land on those blue chip guys though. That's the other thing. You wait another year, you got to land on you. You got to hit on them. Yeah, yeah. I, you know that might mean we have to like you know eat some eat some more losses, which I'm not too cool with. Uh, can't I can't deal with more more loss and losing in Chicago. Chicago is done with a lot of dealt with a lot of losing in 2023. I mean, since the pandemic, we've been terrible <laughs> as a city in terms of our sports. I blame the Reinsdorf teams. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, let's wrap it right there. You know. <sighs> I know you're already a subscriber if you're if you're here already, but I need you to do me one favor. Go ahead and tell a friend to do the same. Subscribe to the show. Set it to auto download. Don't forget to rate and review this show and all of the shows across the network. Fans first sports network for me and my boy Q. See you next week. Have a great one. Bear down.